nothing. You know, somebody's you know uh, needs to go to the restroom, and they say, "Here, watch my horse." You know, so how far do you got to go? And that horse is like buckling and trying to run away. You got to wrestle with that horse. Like, what do you got to do? Well, well, I'm not being paid to do this. So there, there's the shomer chinam where you're watching it for nothing. You're doing him a favor, and then you do this for a living. You you agree to be responsible for this. So if you're watching this animal, you better put more effort into it. That's the Shomer Sacher. So each one has different... There's the Shomer Chinam and the Shomer Sacher. One has... Uh, you, you're, it's a, you have limited responsibilities. Uh, and uh, the main thing that we're going to talk about is that a Shomer Chinam, if it gets stolen or lost, is not liable. If it gets stolen, what was I supposed to do? I was supposed to fight with the robbers? I was supposed to risk my life? Uh, you know, uh, whereas the Shomer Sacher... No, you were being paid to do it. You, you had to, uh, you know, I don't know how far you got to go to fight with the robber, but you, you should have been more careful. Uh, so the question here is when you find a lost object, where when you're holding on to something that belongs to someone else, how far do you got to go to, uh, what's your liability on that? So we have a debate here. Uh, that's where we're going to start on Nun Vav Amadeus 56b. Going to take up most of the page. Some people really like these Gemaras, where the two are going to fight it out. These two opinions. If you have an opinion, you got to be willing to prove it. That's the. Um, I learned that early on. I, in the yeshiva I went to, that was very important. If, if you said something, you had to back it up, uh, and that, And so it taught me to be very analytical. Like you know, somebody said something. Well, who says? Sometimes I get into trouble. I hear a rabbi say a nice idea, and I say, well, how does he know that? You know, prove it, you know. It's, or, but, or you uh, become stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> right, absolutely, right, right, right. But that's the, uh, in the Gemara, certainly, if you say something, you've got to be able to back it up, and, you know, you know, where does it come from? So, let's see, Itmar. Shomer Aveda. Somebody that's guarding a lost object. So, Rabbi said, Kishomer Chinam. He said, he's not being paid to do that. Dummy, that's what he's like. Rav Yosef says, no, there's some abbreviations here in the Gemara that you Kishomer Sacher Dummy. He says, no, he's like somebody who's being paid to do it. So now they explain the debate. Rabba Omer Kishomer Sacher Dummy, my What benefit is he getting? I'm not being paid to do this. I'm nice guy. I'm I'm dealing with your 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 sheep, your uh, I always wonder, you know, when they have these lost cats or whatever, like, does somebody actually take that and take care of it and try to return it to the owner or the, you know, how, how far do you got to go? Do they buy cat food and they get a little, like, what do you got to do? Like, um, I don't even know. Like, you'd have that real question. Like, I suppose you'd have to know also, you're obligated to do this for your family, for your brother. Your, your fellow Jew is a brother. So if you find a lost animal, you have to know, was it a Jewish owner? And I'm obligated, or maybe it belongs to a non-Jew. It's a nice thing with a non-Jew, but you don't got to. You don't have to. No, but right. But seemingly, if, if I found somebody's dog and I knew that it was, it was the Jewish I have dog. To take, <laughs> I have to take care of it. I have to. So that's what I'm saying. But how do you know? Is it a Jewish owner or not? Right. You know, that's the dog. You know, does he have? Yeah. Was this a? You know, a mugging David on the. Uh, so, uh, uh, so that's the way uh, Rabbah said that you're not being paid to do it. If Yosef says, "Kashomer sachadami," but who I know? What's the hana? So there's two pshatim here in the Gemara. The first pshat is that uh, in, in life, we have to be busy with mitzvahs. We have to be busy doing good stuff. And um, when you're doing one thing, the Torah wants us to be focused on it. 
and you're exempt from doing other things when the, the, in last week's Parsha it says that uh, uh, Yaakov Avinu was saying Shema uh, and uh, when he met his son Yosef and uh, Yosef, it's, it doesn't say he was saying Shema and so they all ask, why wasn't he saying Shema? What, one of the answers they give is he was honoring his parents that was the that was his role at that time. Was the, you, the, Hashem says you, there's no greater acceptance of the yoke of heaven than being a good son. So you don't have to stop honoring your parents and say, uh, hold it, mom and dad, I'm going to say Shema right now. You know, you have to say Shema at some time, Bismano, but he didn't. You know, when you're honoring your parents, you're doing exactly what you were created for. You don't need to interrupt that and say, I'm going to go Davin now. You know, uh, Davin later, right now, you just met your father who you hadn't seen for so many years, right? That's one of the answers they give. So he says that when you're busy doing Hashavah Saveda, you're not, uh, you have a benefit that the low boy, you don't have to give the bread any food, and, and the poor any food. You don't have to give the poor man some bread. You're, the Meshullah comes, I'm busy right now. So you have your, I'm doing important stuff. Um, it, it's an important concept, by the way, that, you know, if you're, you're doing mitzvahs, you don't have to stop the mitzvah you're doing. You're involved in something. So um, that's why it's a show, show. That's the first answer. And here there was this big tosis that we started just to give you a flavor of uh, yesterday, I think. The tosis says, well, what if you could multitask? In other words, this idea that you don't have to, Stop one thing to do another, but who says, you know, you could put your hand in your pocket at the same time as you're watching the animal and give them a sholach? Like, so, does, uh, so he says it must be that we're talking about, you know, it's not that. They want you to go feed the guy. I can't go feed the guy. I'm taking care of someone else's animal. I, I've, I've got this animal right now. I've got my hands full. I'm, I'm trying to find the neighbor who lost this. He needs his animal back. This animal needs to be in its home. Um, so, uh, that's the, uh, um, but on the other hand, if you could do both at the same time, uh, then, uh, then you're not exempt. So that was in the words of Tosus. Um, that was in that second, uh, the last Tosus on the, right, pa- at the beginning. right at the beginning. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, that while you're doing one mitzvah, but, but according to the Gemara, that's what it means. That's the first explanation. The second explanation, Rabbi Yosem Shankivan, the Rachman, Shibud When Hashem tells you you got to do something, you can't just say, I'm not being paid to do it. <laughs> you know what? He gives you life. If Hashem says in his Torah, you're supposed to do something, it, it, you better take that job seriously. It, it's as if you were being paid to do it. It's as if you're a Shomer Sachadami. That, that's the, uh, your liability. What do, what do you mean? I'm, I'm just being a nice guy. Well, it's a little more than that. Hashem put you in this world to be a nice guy, to do certain things. And if, if somebody lost his animal, it's not... Uh, you better protect it from the robber. You better make sure it doesn't get stolen. Because it's not, it's, it's, it's an attitude towards mitzvahs. Uh, when I do a mitzvah, um, I think we get that like, you know, the reform, like they call a mitzvah like a good deed, do me a mitzvah. <laughs> mitzvah is a command, you know. It's, a, it's not just a nice thing. It's a, uh, it's, we're supposed to, you know. But anyway, that's the way he learns it. Okay, now let's let him find it. Now that we have the explanation uh, of the, the question, so now let's let them fight it out. So Ace of Yosef the Rabbah. Rav Yosef, who holds it, has uh, he's like a Shomer Sakhar, it has greater responsibility, is gonna start to bring proofs against Rabbah. And uh, in a few minutes Rabbah's gonna have his turn to attack Rav Yosef. So let's begin. Uh, so we're getting involved in Hilchas Hashavasaveda. 
Um, you you find an animal down the road from the farm, and uh, you want to bring it back. Now the owners, uh, he's at Dafyomi in Atlanta. He's not at his farm right now. Okay, so uh, you can't. What what are you supposed to do? You have his animal. It got loose, so you just put it back inside the. You, you throw it back in the pen, and when the owner comes back. He'll say, how did that get there? I thought, I thought he ran away. I thought it was lost, right? But as long as you put it back to the place where the owner will see it. Now, if the owner won't see it, he won't know to feed it. Because he lost it. So your obligation goes to put it back to the place where the owner will find it. You don't have to imagine if you had to go track the owner down. The guy's got a big farm. You know, that, that, instead of just taking the animal back, it could take you a long time. Uh, to find, you know, the guy. So uh, he says, You're not obligated to go beyond that. Put it back in a place where the owner will find it. Put it back with the herd or something like that? Something like that. A place where he will see it, where the owner will see it. Now, what happens if you put it back and then the, it gets lost or stolen? So it comes out um, uh, and uh, the owner uh, has been looking for this animal. And you didn't really hand it to somebody. You didn't hand it to a worker or something like that. You just tossed it over the fence. You just put it back over there. Well, not just. I put it into a place where he wouldn't know to feed it. Well, what happened? It got stolen but, before the... Correct. Correct. And you don't know when the owner's coming back anyways. So you just tossed it over the fence. You put it in the pen. You know, you did something like that. So we're saying, We say that you are responsible because you didn't make sure... That he knew about it. We wouldn't even know how, how this needs to be So again, so you find a goat or or, or, or something that, that belongs to your neighbor, his cow, his dog, and you you uh, you go to his property and you put it inside uh, his fence, and you're assuming that when he comes back from work, he'll see that it's been returned. It gets and, stolen before he sees that he's. And before back. the owner comes back, it gets it, the animal escapes again, or it gets stolen. So you put it back, thanks a lot, but you didn't tell him that it was back. Had, had he known, you know, maybe you couldn't find him, but had you actually told him that he would have put it away, would have taken charge, you know. So you did him a favor. You, you, you kind of did what was responsible, but you didn't take, you have liability. So, uh, so what do we see from here? The fact that we give you liability to actually notify him or, or make sure that means that uh, you're not just doing a favor. It's, you, you, you're, you have strong liability. That's like a Shomer Sacher. So that proves Rev Yosef. So my, so the... Um, Wouldn't that mean that he should be paid for doing that? Shomer Sacher? Uh, well, no, uh, a Shomer Sacher means that you're paid, but we're saying that the, the mitzvah to return an object is like somebody that's paid. You have responsibility like somebody who's paid. The, uh, that's what it means. So, um, I was trying to twist it because that animal is going to get right back out. That hasn't <laughs> anything. But if you were to fix the hole that the animal allowed to get out, that's a different ballgame. Correct, right, right. right. So, and it's a little better than that. In other words, it didn't go out the same hole it did originally, but something happened again. It did, the owner didn't get it back in the end. Uh, that's, the, that's the case. So, my Geneva Oveda, what does it mean? So the, the question really hinges on what's this level of liability that he has. So we're assuming that it's typical theft or loss. Lav Geneva Mi Beso. Don't we mean 
that if it was stolen uh, from the person who was trying to return it, uh, it was stolen from him. Um, the question here is, do we mean that you have responsibility while you have it, or do we mean you have responsibility? What's the problem here? The problem is that in returning it, it gets lost or stolen, or after it's returned, it gets lost or stolen. So is the case that it got lost and stolen from your... Um, from the place that you returned it. From the place that you... From your house? So the Morris says, low, mamakam shake zero. No, it got lost or stolen where you put it back. And and so therefore it doesn't it could it is the the problem that uh, while you you were watching it you didn't do a good job of watching it or is the problem where you returned it back? So the Gemara says no actually here the problem is where you put it back. Um, didn't we say you're not obligated to feed this animal or take care of it? So that means if you put it back you did a good job. We're talking about where you returned it in the late afternoon. The Tarti Katani. And we're saying two things. If you returned it first thing in the morning, crack of dawn, whatever the Malcolm Shiranu, where they definitely are going to see it. And clearly, you know, the, the, the people that work there are going to see it in the morning. That's, that's their area. You're not obligated to feed it or worry about it because you, get, you put it back at a time where people will definitely discover it. But if you put it back in the afternoon, uh, where it could be seen, but nobody at that time would necessarily notice it. Nobody's going in and out. And then it gets lost or stolen, then you're chai bachrais. So um, at the end of the day, this didn't help us because the problem here is not that we give you greater responsibility while you have it. Really, if it gets lost or stolen while you have it, you, you were doing them a favor. The problem is that when you returned it, you returned it at... Um, I, I have a pet peeve. Sometimes people borrow something from you and then they give it back to you like in shul. Where are you supposed to put it in shul? You know, like, uh, well, I'm going to see Rabbi Stein in shul, so I'll give it back. You know, you borrowed it from my house. This is not something that... I'm in the middle of shul. Where am I going to put whatever it is they borrow, right? So when you borrow something, you have to give it back in a way that they can put it back where it belongs. That's the issue. This guy brings it back, you know, after the workers have gone to bed for the night, you know, tosses it over the fence. Who's going to notice it then? So it's really a different issue. It could be the responsibility is greater because you didn't, the whole idea of giving it back is giving it back in a good way. Okay, Ace So that question, we thought it was talking about your watching of it, your level of responsibility to watch it. And no, the Gemara says it's really talking about your level of returning it which is a little bit different. Okay, so we'll try a different question. Really, you have complete liability until you give it back. What does it mean, la'olam? La'olam means that's like very strong words that you've got to watch it. So doesn't that mean even if it gets stolen from your house, you're liable? And don't we see from those words that you've got big responsibility. It's as if you were paid. Basically, we're saying you've got to be very careful with this item to get it back. So the Gemara answers a surprise. That even the opinion that says that usually you don't have to do heroics to return, you know, to be careful with an item. When an animal's already gone lost and you find it, you, you have to be extra careful to return it back. This actually speaks to exactly what Michael said before. 
because Kiva Nakatlu Nigra, Brisa, since this animal already escaped once, this animal is going to escape again. Well, it knows how we got out. It's right, it's right. It's, it's like you find a student outside the classroom. He, he's a troublemaker, you know, like sometimes, you know, he, he's somebody you got to, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a habit. And so, it could be that really, if you find a regular lost object, if it gets lost or stolen, you don't have to go that far. But this animal already shows that it's going to be, it, it, this animal is, is a, um, a troublemaker, so to speak. It's, it's going to be difficult to get back. So since that's what you're dealing with, yeah, everybody agrees you've got to be extra careful here. Even when you watch something for nothing, that doesn't. If you know that the thing that you're watching is going to be troublesome, you're going to have to be extra careful. Psios, Rashi translates Nagri as psios, like steps, like it steps out of line. It knows how to, like normally they go in a herd or they go in a flock, and this guy stepped out. Let's try that Rashi. Kivan the Nagri Brisa. Since it, um, I wasn't sure how to use that word, Nairi, but... No, no, it, the next it, Rashi says, yeah. see The Bryce of me, Kivan Chiroi Shemulumedes Hain Lutzes. Once you know that this animal is the one that likes to escape, Boine Tiraso Se Rasso, you better watch it extra careful. I feel have it, even if you're not being paid, you're obligated to watch this more careful because this particular animal that you have is a Lumedes Lutzes, is, is used to getting out. I'm a shomeraveda de metalta, but let's say you just find a guy uh, a movable object and it gets lost or stolen. That your your level of responsibility doesn't rise to that. But this is a live animal, a live creature, uh, because to do the minimum with this kind of thing that's likely to escape, you got to be extra careful. So we were trying to bring a proof from it, and we're saying that everybody agrees in this case that you got to do a little more to return it because it's going to take uh, this, this animal already escaped once. Uh, so it's, uh, this is the animal that's going to get out again unless you do extra. But really, you're not obligated to go that far in a regular case. Okay, so now let's try again. Rabbah, now let's turn the cards. Now we're going with the Rabbah opinion. The Rabbah was the one who said, Shomachinim. So he has a question for the following. Hey, Chief, you return it. I only know that you can return it to his house. What about if you, uh, you can put it back, Leginaso, to his garden, Ulukurvaso, to his empty lot, Minayan, Tamaloma, Teshiva, Mikolmakam. It says you can return it anywhere. My Leginaso, what does it mean putting it back in his garden or in his empty lot? Kurva means like his ruined house. You know, it's like the house that you that uh, used to be lived there, but now it's a Kurva. It's, uh, it's in ruins. It's in ruins, yeah. So, if we're talking about a garden that's under watch, that's a gated garden, and it's a ruin that's watched, it's the same as your house. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you have a guardian there. We're talking about a garden that's not necessarily watched. And that's sufficient. We're letting you off easy. Just put it in his locker. Put it in his seat, right? Put it by his seat where he's davening. He's going to find it, right? Uh, he left his pen. He left it. Just drop it on the table where he's going to find it or, or put it somewhere that you don't have to put it in his, knock, knock on his door and have the person open the house and, and give it to them. You can just toss it in his driveway or where he'll find it. So that proves what, what Rabbah is saying, that you don't got to go so far. No, you misunderstood the case. 
really we're talking about a garden that's uh, under watching key. And a ruin that's uh, watched. Ah, our question was, isn't it the same as the house? No. How come Ashmolan don't mean das Bywin? You don't have to tell the owner. It's enough if you put it in a safe place. Get a Reb Lazar. Dom Reb Lazar, Kol Shvik and Das Bailin. So there are other cases where uh, you're a watchman or you have something and you're giving it back. There, it's not considered given back until you tell the owner. Kol Shvik and Das Bailin. In most cases, if you borrow something and you give it back, why don't you tell me you gave it back? Why don't you tell me you put it back there? I didn't know to look for it, right? So you got to tell him. Except for Ashavas Veda. Now, why, why is it Ashavas Veda? The Torah made it easy to return things. The Torah, Torah said, like, you know, you're returning a lost object. It's nice of you to do this. So you don't have to, like, uh, track the owner down. You just toss it and put it where he's going to find it. Isn't Rabbi Yosef the Rebbe of Rabbah and Abaya? Could be. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. So, you, like, like you said before, you know, in yeshiva, yeah. rabbi yeah. arguing, right. and now you're going to get a buyer now. Right now, buyer's going to mix in. Now, buyer's going to mix in. The, oh, and I think Rabbi Yosef was the rabbi. Was the rabbi? Was he okay? So don't take it so bad if the students uh, give you a hard time. <laughs> they're, 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 they're learning. They. Uh... But anyway, so uh, he answered that question. Omer le'a buyer of Yosef. Um, so again, we're still in the mix of fighting this argument out. If we can't prove one way or another, or at least we see how the different sides answer, then sometimes it goes on from that discussion. But we're st- it's still a new discussion to us. This Shomer Aveda, is, do you have the greater responsibility like a Shomer Sachar, or is it like Rabbi Yosef, or is it the lesser like Rabbi? So Omer Le'a Bailer of Yosef. Abai said to Rabbi Yosef, I don't understand you. Don't you agree? Don't you, isn't it logical to you to Shomer Aveda to Shomer Sachar, dummy? Don't you agree? It's like watching for free. What's my proof? And so now we're going to go into another type of case, fascinating case. Uh, he said the following. Um, let's say you, uh, uh, you get your neighbor's uh, lost sheep, your neighbor's lost car, your neighbor's lost item, and you're returning it to him, and uh, you kind of like it. Really nice, you know. Oh, this this uh, this sheep would make some really good lamb chops, you know, or something. And and so when you're in the middle of returning it, you decide, you know, I don't think he's going to miss it. Maybe I'll just keep it. Okay. So, but the problem is, everybody saw that you had his his thing. So what uh, what happens if uh, you uh, you decide to keep it? And when somebody asks, the person says, oh, I heard you found my lost, uh, my famous cow, my famous sheep, my famous dog. Uh, where is it? And you say, oh, somebody, it got stolen from me. So, and then it turns out, we find out that he's a liar. He hires a private detective, and this animal is in his herd. He had lamb chops for supper. So it turns out that he started out being a return lost object, but he ended up being a crook. He ended up stealing it from the guy. So the, the rule is when you steal, you've got to pay double. Yeah, but if he shechted it, it's dollar behavior. Uh, right, right, okay. <laughs> so the question here is, he didn't, Ganef means I went to his property, took it from him, and then, uh, then I was caught, so I paid double. But here, I didn't go to his property and take it from him. I found it in my backyard. So do you pay back double or not? So Rabbi Yochanan taught Hatoin Tainas Gada Baveda. 
somebody who claims it was stolen, and the irony of it is, he's the Ganif, right? Mishalim Teshlumekeful. He turns himself into a Ganif. You start out uh, with good intentions, or I don't know what his intentions were, but he took the lost object and then he pocketed it. So he says that you, he's become a Ganif and he's going to pay double. He, he's going to have um, uh, just like any other robber. And if you want to say, if you want to say that he's like a person who's being paid to watch it, why would he pay back double? What happened here was, uh, this guy lost his favorite dog, his favorite sheep, and he hears that his neighbor found it. And he goes to the neighbor, and uh, he tells him, oh, I'm sorry, I did find it, but it got stolen. And so uh, the question is, when he tells him it got stolen, well, wait a second. If he's a Shomer Sacher, if he was paid to, if when you return a lost object, you're like a person who's being paid to watch it, if it gets stolen from you, you have to still pay him back. The Shomer Sacher, when you're being paid to watch it, if it gets stolen, you still have to give it back. So from the fact that we say you got to pay back double, that means that when you first told him it was stolen, that you didn't have to pay. Because Karnaboy Lishlema, you would have had to pay it back. So clearly from the inference of this case was that you said it was stolen meant that, and then you wouldn't have to do anything else. So we see that it's, if you claim that it's stolen, you're exempt. That means you're a Shomer Chinam. So he asked Rabbi Yosef, you agreed to this halacha, that if somebody uh, is returning a lost object and turns into a ganif, that he has to pay double, he would only have to pay double if he made a claim that would have got him out from paying back, which means that when he said it was stolen, okay, I guess I don't owe you anything. But uh, according to you, if he's a Shomer Sacher, he still would have had to pay. So you really don't have to pay double because, in effect, he still owed him the animal because he... Uh, so the Gemara answered... Uh, so this, uh, that's a question on Rabbi Yosef. How come my Eskina, the case is a little more complicated. He didn't say it was stolen. He said it was... Um, it, it, there's two words in Hebrew for theft. There's a ganav and a gazlan. A ganav means it's stolen when you, you didn't see them steal it. A gazlan means like an armed robber. An armed robber uh, isn't really the negligence. Uh, a ganav, if it got stolen, means you weren't watching and while you weren't paying attention, somebody pickpocketed it, somebody grabbed it. An armed robber means that uh, somebody held you up. You know, you, you can't defend against that. That, that we don't... That there, even the... Uh, the Shomer Chinam, uh, even the Shomer Sacher isn't, isn't expected to defend against an armed robber. So he said maybe it wasn't a Ganef, maybe it was least in Mizuyim, it was armed robbers. So he says, wait a second, least in Mizuyim, Gazlan who? If he said um, least in Mizuyim is not a Ganef that pays back double, least in Mizuyim is, is a Gazlan. I'm sorry, I, I don't understand. From Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba, from So, he said it was stolen, then we found out he had it. Right, so he pays back double. He, so that implied... Yeah, so every, everybody pays capable for thievery. Yeah, but he didn't go and steal it. He he found it, right. and then he decided to tell so, the guy... So whether, all he would have to do was pay it back. Give it back. If he, right, right. The baby, he just gives it back. Right, but then the owner says, where is it? I heard you were going to bring it back. And he says, oh, it got stolen. So the question is, when he said it got stolen, didn't he mean, so I don't have to give it back? So, well, what do you mean? I thought if he's like a Shomer Sacher, if it gets stolen, I still got to pay for it. 
So, so, uh, so, the, so the fact that he says it was stolen, that means he's a shemesh, you know? And correct. I, I differ, I don't owe you anything. Correct. We're trying to get in the mind of this good-for-nothing guy. This, this, well, I'm sorry, this guy that wanted to return it and then turned himself into a gun. Right, but, but so, the price said it's Kefo. Right, so that means that it only would have been stolen if he wouldn't have had to pay it back. When he told the guy, oh, I, I did find it, but I got stolen. So that meant that I'm not going to have to pay it back. So that must mean that I don't have to pay back when it gets stolen. To, I think what they're trying to prove is what kind of shomer he is. Correct, correct, oh, correct. Yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But, uh, the fact that there's a kefil punishment, that means he's obligated. That means that there's he made a claim that would have gotten him off from paying anything. And so because he made a claim that would have, in effect, stolen it from him, so it's that's why when he gets... Ah, so it's because of the claim. It's because of the claim, right. right. Okay, that's what I was and so if he's paying double, that means his claim... Uh, well, what do you mean? If he's not obligated to pay back for when it's stolen, then, then the claim wasn't... Uh, when he said it was stolen, it wouldn't have mattered. He would have had to pay. So the Gemara answers that it wasn't regular theft. It was a kind of theft that even a Shomer Sucker doesn't have to pay. That's when it's armed robbery. Uh, the... Uh, it's almost like you have stores where if somebody um, uh, does shoplifting, it could be they, they make the, uh, the, 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 that's the responsibility of the managers to watch that nobody, do, you know, uh, thing. but if somebody holds up with a gun, they tell you, no, 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 don't, you know, I don't expect you to. That's security. <laughs> that's security, right, right, right. That's different, right? So, so that's exactly this issue. W- the question is when it's Tointanis Ganef, is that at least in Mizuyim? So Omer Lei Lishim Mizuyim Gazlanu. That's a different category. Omer Shani Omer Lishim Mizuyim. He says, uh, I I hold that an armed robber, even the minter me inchi, an armed robber, um, uh, a person who steals, he's afraid of people, but he's not afraid of Hashem. He he steals secretly. But the armed robber is also afraid of people. He just has a weapon to protect himself. Even the minter, he's afraid of people. Ganafu, he's like a robber too. He's afraid of people, but he's not afraid of Hashem. And so that has to do with a different argument. The, the uh, paying back double is specific to a ganav, not to a gazlan. Uh, that, that's, uh, we punish the ganav because he's afraid of people. He stole it when nobody was looking, but he wasn't afraid of Hashem. That's why he pays back double. The gazlan's not afraid of anybody. You know, he's uh, now not an armed robber, but an armed robber is not afraid of people either, so we don't penalize. He's not afraid. He, just not, well, he's, he does what he wants. But if he, he's afraid of people and he's not afraid of Hashem, it's like an extra... That, that's a sensitivity in the Torah that the Torah gives. Like, hey, what's the matter with you? You know, like, if, if there's some people that are not afraid of anybody. I understand that. But if you're afraid of people, then you shouldn't, you know, you, aren't you, you know, if you have that concept that you're aware that you get in trouble for what you do, you don't realize that Hashem pulls the strings. So he said, so that turns out that's the debate. Ace phase, we turn the pitch. Lo, imamis. Uh, so now we're getting into the discussion, a more nuanced discussion of the difference between uh, stealing and robbing, uh, between Geneva and Gazela. What, you know, what are those two levels? So, lo imam v'shomer chinam. You can't ask a question from shomer chinam, shekein v'sham teshulamei keifel. If you're watching it for nothing and uh, you, you end up lying um, about it, you'll pay back double. Tomer v'shomer sacher. Whereas if you're being paid to watch it, shein v'sham teshulamei keifel, you'll never pay back double. If you claim that it was stolen, the isilkadaitach, and if you're going to say lisi mizuim ganavu that there is a case of robbery 
where uh, you would pay back double. There is a case where you're being paid to watch where you would end up paying back double. Uh, again, so the I'm being paid to watch it, and I tell the guy, I'm sorry, your animal got lost. Well, that's your problem. I, I paid you to watch it. Or I'm sorry it got stolen. So there's never a case where you pay back double because anyways, you always owed him the animal back. But according to the way we're saying, if he came and he said, I, I, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have your animal, I, he was held up. So then if he says he was held up, he won't have to pay. So it turns out when he lied about the holdup, he's going to pay double. So what, why, why is it that we say that you never pay back double by a Shomer Sacher? Because the Shomer Sacher always owes and he's never, um, he, he never exempted himself. He, if he said it was a holdup, he would have exempted Esau because I leased him Museum Ganavu if a holdup is a regular Ganeva, Nimsa Bishomer Summertime of Kemo. So the Gemara says, Betoin Tainus Lisi Mizuyim. It comes out if he said it was a holdup, if he was held up by armed robbers. It, it's interesting. It, it's not enough if they're tough guys. It has to be that they're like armed. I, I don't know if that's the difference. You know, like, a, it, it, what does the art school say? Mizuyim is like, is it called armed or? Armed. Like, what did they have in those days? I mean, they had a stick? They didn't I think have like clay Zion, a weapon. And weapons, right. So what's... But what about my fist is a weapon? You know, like, a, uh, you know, there's certain people, like, if the guy's, you I know... I somebody, a friend of mine, when he was going through TSA, uh-huh. they asked him the question, do you have any weapons? He went like this. And they, 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 they really put the fear. He got... <laughs> yeah. so that wasn't the right like answer. That. No, they don't, they don't want that smarty <laughs> So, uh... But uh, that's that's the question here. But uh, it's, it's, I understood Lishti Mizuya means that he has some kind of weapon, whatever that would be. Uh, uh, it's not. A, it, it could be if if he's just has his fist, you got to fight him off. That, that an ancient, you know, if you were being paid to watch it, and someone comes and says, "Give it to me," you know, that it's, it's, it's if he's Mizuya, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if the guy's a boxer. His fists are a lot better than your fists, right? So that I don't know. I don't, I don't know what what's the. But that's actually our discussion is what's your level of the liability for least in Mizuyim, for armed robbers. So Amar Lehakikamalohi You can't ask the question. But Shomer's always got to pay back double, no matter what he said. Toma Bishomer Sakhar, whereas when you're being paid to watch, the only time you'll pay back double is between Tinus least in Mizuyim. As if you claim you were held up by armed robbers. Okay, so he's able to explain his opinion uh, uh, that'll fit those uh, that debate. Aspey, the question from the following. So again, we've kind of felt fallen into a new discussion, which is uh, the shomer sacher is normally liable for if it's stolen. Uh, he's uh, and we're saying now though that there is a case where he's not liable if it's not just stolen. It was he was held up. Um, so um, the the question is, if that opinion that least in Mizuyim is a ganaf is a type of robbery that it, he'll get back double, does that fit the words of the debate? Do you have a question? Shana. Yeah. So uh, why does a shomer shacher pay double by least in Mizuyim? Because he, when he claimed, when he lied about it being stolen, he wouldn't have had to pay. So that's regular robbery. See, if, if when he's returning lost life, somebody said, I heard great news. You found my missing uh, goat, my missing dog. And he says, um, I'm sorry, I did, but it was stolen. So if, the, if he has to pay anyways, so then he's not a ganif, 
by claiming it was stolen, even if he's a liar. He might be a liar, but he's not, he's not going to pay back double because he never exempted himself from responsibility to pay back. But if he said it was held up, I was held up, so then basically he becomes a thief then because by saying I was held up, he won't have to pay it back. So then when the other guy's able to prove he's a liar, then he's going to pay back double. That's how that works. Okay. Ace fame. Where's the question for the following? So what happens if the animal breaks? Dies. Omaze. Nishra breaks or it dies. So um, somebody, uh, you, you, um, you're watching somebody's animal or their thing. You borrow their thing. And you go to give it back. And he says, I'm sorry it broke. I'm sorry that animal, your animal died. So are you responsible for that? In other words, you borrowed his animal, I borrowed your cow, and the animal died. So um, there is a whole discussion, were you negligent, did you make it die? But assuming the animal just got old, you know, just decided to die when you borrowed it, you're not obligated because you couldn't have prevented it from dying. You know, that's not your responsibility. <laughs> Keep it alive. You know, what? You're not obligated to that. So Nishbar Mesa. So Ainli Elishwur Mesa. I only know uh, if you claimed that it was broken or it died to get out of paying. How do I know if you said it was lost or stolen? The Morris says it's logical. If you were being paid to watch it and you claimed that it was broken or it died, you're exempt. But if you said it was lost or stolen, that you are responsible for Shoal when you're a borrower. When you borrow, no matter what happens, you're liable. Even if it, the animal died. Certainly you're obligated to Veda. That's a strong argument. The, the words are, it's a Chavachomer that you can't uh, refute. And if you want to say that there's a form of theft that um, you're not expected to fight back, that you're exempt from, a Mayan love Tshuva. Why is there no argument? You could ask, what about the case where you're being paid to watch where Misham where there is a case where you'll pay back double? If you had claimed that you were robbed and you really weren't, you will pay back double. He holds the fact that you have to pay back the item with your claim without swearing is greater than had you been willing to swear that it was stolen, you would, and then you would have had to pay back double. So the bottom line is, um, it's not a proof. So the Gemara now is going to continue on in our discussion. Is, is the Shomer, in other words, we jumped into the Listim Mizuyim question, and if you're more intrigued by that, do your homework, now we're going to move on. Uh, but we're, why, why, why is that a greater, greater thing? Because, because of the hesitancy of taking the Shavuot? Is that because it's such a... The question is... Of stuff like that? Right, right. The okay. question is, what, what shows greater liability? The fact uh, that you, if you claim this, you'd have to pay back um, and you don't need to swear that it happened. You can just say, you know, it got stolen. Or it, if you, you could have said it, but you'll have to take an oath, is that stronger than when you pay back double? The question is, what, what proves the greater liability? That's, that's the discussion. I, I just looked at a show out. Mm-hmm. Order, I shouldn't have lent out something that I know is. Uh, if I lend out my hammer that I know is loose on top, and you start banging, and then the thing flies off. I, I yeah, but I'm doing you the favor. The guy comes to borrow it, and I says, "You know, I, are you sure you want to borrow this? It's not in good shape." Like there are people that borrow a car, and, and 
the kind of car that they loan out is the old junker, you know, and uh, you know something, you borrow a car like that, it might not, it's going to break down on you, so how are you going to get back to the, you know, how are you going to get back to the owner, you know, like that? Uh, it's a, uh, it's a problem, you know. You, uh, I always thought that, that if I lend you something that is rotten, if I lend you a rotten hammer, rotten ladder, I never, sh- the onus is on me, I never should have lent it out. Uh, no, it's a shoil, a borrower, it's, we put it on the borrower. You borrow, you, you know, that has the really? greatest liability. Yeah, that's the... Uh, um, I don't understand it wrong why the fear of taking it in many doesn't um, trump the fact that the guy is willing to say something like I see. Yeah. We've had that before. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's a lot to say here. But let's move on. Um, and one, one more new discussion we're going to jump into. So again, we still have the two opinions. That the guy that has the lost object, does he have the greater responsibility because like somebody who's being paid to watch it? Or is he like somebody who's doing a favor and watching for free? So let's bring a proof. You rent a cow. And it gets stolen. Um, and so really when you pay the guy to borrow it, you're not liable if something happens to it. It's almost like you rent a car and it gets stolen. So you tell the agency it was stolen. You shouldn't have to pay for it. It's not your fault it was stolen. So... Uh, now, it, if you borrow a car and it gets stolen, if he did you a favor and then it gets stolen, then you have liability. Then you're Chayv Geneva Veda. But if you rent it, if you're a Socher and it gets stolen, so um, uh, you, it's not your fault. You just have to, the only question is, how does the other guy know you're telling the truth? So the rule is that you have to swear that it was stolen. So you borrow the guy's cow. I'm sorry, you, pay, you rented his cow. And then when it comes to pay back, you say, I'm sorry, I, I can't give it back. It was stolen. So he says, okay, you know the rule. You've got to go to Bezin and swear. So he says, I don't like to swear. Again, Michael's on the ball today. Some people don't like to swear, even to tell the truth. Uh, swearing is a very serious business. Like sometimes you could add one or two words that, you know, whatever. We, we're very careful in our lives not to swear falsely. Oh, That's right. <laughs> And um, now this is an interesting case. So what happened was this. Really, I rented it, and I could have, ta- I could have gone to court and sworn and, and, and that it was stolen, but I didn't, and I paid you back. And then we catch the robber. And guess what? The robber has to pay back double. So you know who gets the double? The renter. The renter gets the double. Because he's, he became the owner, in effect. Once he agreed to pay, he becomes the owner. So, now, this, uh, the renter is like somebody who's paid to watch it. And we see from the fact that he says, I'm willing to pay. And I won't swear. That implied, but had he wanted to, he could have sworn. So, what's the case? That he had said that it was, uh, it was a holdup. And we said later on he pays double the socher. So you see from here, Shmami now, Museum Ganafu. This seems to be pretty clear from this case that we treat the armed robbery as a ganaf because we're talking about paying back double. So this kind of proves this last opinion that we quoted that there is that you do get the double fine even from the armed robbers. So who uh, so this, does this prove it? So Gamora said it's not necessarily a proof. Because 
it has to do with the issue of the liability for renting, which is a whole different discussion. How do you know that it's like a renter is like somebody who's paid? Maybe it's like It's like somebody who watched it for free. It's an interesting question. When you pay money to borrow something, what's your level of liability? On the one hand, you paid for it. So the fact that you gave the guy money, maybe you shouldn't have such great liability. Or maybe you do. Like Again, it, it's, a, it's an interesting question. What's the socher? So that's one answer, that it has to do with that argument. Or if you want, can make The way he learned it, he has different rabbis learning it different. Kates and Mishalim, Ramei said Kishomer Socher, Yudah Kishomer Chinam. That's the second answer, that you switch the rabbis. Reb gives a third answer. He said the, arbors, the robbers were armed, and that's why I didn't fight them back. I'm a tough guy. You know me. I wouldn't have let them just go and take it away. I would have fought them off. But, they, you know, they had a weapon. The guy was, uh, uh, but guess what? And it turned out that he lied about them being armed, but they weren't armed. So it turned out that he said they were, that they were... His lie was the truth. His lie was the truth, right. So it was stolen, but not from the... Uh, he embellished it a little bit. Okay, we'll stop here.